Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, babies. Before we start the show, I just wanted to quickly say I'm doing a one-off encore performance of my stand-up show, Chilled Out, Fired Up, in Sydney. On the 20th of August, that's the show that I was touring around earlier in the year. I'm doing one more show of it at the Enmore Theatre Comedy Club because I'm recording a comedy album. And I would love you to come because I goddamn love comedy albums. And most important ingredient of a comedy album is the fucking audience, which would be you. You can Google it or it's in the show notes right now so you can just look at it on your phone that you're holding and use the promo code YEARBABY to get cheaper tickets for you. So that's YEARBABY, all one word, cheaper tickets. Love you to come. Bye-bye. If you want more from us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash totalreboot and subscribe to our new spin-off podcast, Total Reboot Riffs, for just five bucks a month. You also get access to a super secret Facebook chat group, which is so fun. I wish I wish we always had it. It's so fun to hang out with all you guys on Facebook. I want more of you guys in there, so if you want to hang out with us, you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so cough up, dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> That's patreon.com slash total reboot. What's Riffs all about? Riffs is just us coming up with pitches for new reboots or remakes. For existing movies. They're so funny. And the other thing that we do in Riffs is we do commentary tracks for some of the most exciting films of all time. Yeah. For example, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, my God. The Imagine us gabbing over the top of that. Oh, God. It'd be so annoying. But it's there <laughs> if you pay for it. <laughs> it's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And Hey, babies. Bitches and bozos, welcome to Mike Check Season 2, the only goddamn podcast in existence. Full to... stop, baby. <laughs> the only goddamn we... podcast. <laughs> we killed them. We killed every other podcast. Welcome to the freaking post-apocalypse, where the only podcast <laughs> is a dumbass podcast about SNL actors. It's called the post-apocalypse because after the movie The Post by mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, nothing else was ever created. Yeah, that was the last thing to be created. Last piece of art. And we're out here fucking commenting on art. We're the last... <laughs> the, 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 we're like the fucking post-post-modernism right now, baby. Po-po-mo-mo-fos. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I'm going to kill myself eventually. But I pray so. But before, before... <laughs> before the zombies get you, baby. 
<laughs> I've got one bullet. So we have to make out and I'm going to shoot us through the In back the of my head yep. and it'll go through your head. Wow, I pray that we have a swift death where our brains meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> that is the true def- definition of Nirvana for me. If I can finally merge brains <laughs> with you, that's the only way I'll be satisfied. And who are you? My name's Cameron James and your name is what? Alexi Toliopoulos. That's correct. And the purpose of this podcast was formally mm-hmm. to go through every single film and skerrick of information about Mike Myers, but now we've expanded that uh-huh. to the world of Saturday Night Live. And it's notable alumni. And we've been having a lot of fun with this. We have been having a lot of fun with this. I, I, I'm telling the truth. I swear to God. I swear to gosh. I swear to fucking God we've been having fun. I swear to gosh. And may gosh come down from mighty heaven. <laughs> And strike me down if I'm lying. Can I say something? I swear to blog. And honest to blog, I've been having a great time here. <laughs> and what are we talking about today, Cameron? Well, we're, we're, we've had a little week or two off here, unfortunately, because we've been busy as fuck. We've been busy little beavers. We've been making something. We've been having a lot of fun. And I swear to gosh, it was the time of our life. Honest to blog, we <laughs> have been sh- making a project. We have been making a project. We can't say what it is. But you'll be seeing it soon. It is a non-audio project it that we have worked on. A project for the visual medium mm-hmm. that will be available f- for consumption by the public on television and yes. the internet. And be careful because in this post-apocalyptic world that mm-hmm. we live in nowadays, <laughs> it is easy to actually not just have stuff for consumption. You actually get consumption very easily. Yeah, <laughs> And you get consumed by zombs. Zombos! <laughs> Adriana Zombos! Is Adriana Zombie funny? <laughs> I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's honestly one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. For the uninitiated, if you're not from Australia, Adriana Zombo is a, a very f- famous celebrity um, dessert pastry chef in yeah, Australia. Yeah, he yeah. makes the world's best macaroons. <laughs> he does. He's famous for his macarons. And also... He, uh... By the way, this sounds insane. This sounds so, insane. But this is all true. Adriana like Zombo. something up. Adriana Zombo. <laughs> he had a TV show called Zombo's Just Desserts. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest flops in Australian history. I think he he also introduced Australia to the cronut. The cronut, he brought it the in cronut, which famously was spawned in Brooklyn. Yeah, spawned in, in Brooklyn. In the back streets of Brooklyn. The and back alley cronut. In the, there was a lot of back alley cronuts it and actually famous be- little bakehouses. Yeah, cronut began its life in the back alley of Brooklyn where it was just a donut with a gunshot hole through it. <laughs> and then Adriano Zombie said, you know what? I'm bringing it down under mm-hmm. style. And I lined up. Did you line up for no a No way. <laughs> I lined up for one. No way, dude. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. And then you get it and you're like, it's just a fucking croissant that's round. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst. It sucks. What a big waste of time. Well, you, the only thing that I would line up for is a movie. Yeah. And one of the movies yeah. today that we are talking about, we are kind of clo- doing a little slight close mm. on a chapter that we've been discussing here on the podcast. It's a soft closing. We're going to thumb it in for this last <laughs> one. <laughs> we are talking about Chevy Chase's films, some yeah. of his notable films uh, as an SNL alumni. And this one is particularly fascinating, I would say, for us Chevy Chase's on the podcast. We're talking about The Three Amigos. The Three Amigos. And I reckon the reason that this is most fascinating (laughs) is because this is maybe the truest sense of an SNL movie. 
without being an official movie based on SNL characters. And I believe that I'm saying that because Dr. Evil himself, uh-huh. Monsieur Lorne Michels. The guy, you know Lorne Michaels, his favorite place to sit? In front of a house. <laughs> he's a lawn. Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> he's a co-writer on this movie. Yeah, and who co-wrote this movie? It's three people that you would not expect to fucking write a movie <laughs> to, at all. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, one of them. One of them you'd expect to write a movie. That's Steve Martin. Steve Martin. The guy has writing chops. He wrote fucking Shop Girl. The guy the writes prose. Yeah, he writes fucking prose. He writes New Yorker articles. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, you know, he writes... Pieces for the banjo. Yeah, exactly. Musical pieces. He's a creative genius. We get it. He's a renaissance man. Yes. And who is the other renaissance man to have written on this film? Apart from Lorne Michaels, yep. we have comedy superstar Randy Newman, the writer of Short People. <laughs> Short People. <laughs> Short People. Got no reason to live. Short People. It's crazy. You it's got crazy. a short people in me. <laughs> You got Masters Inc. with me. That's crazy. For those of you who are familiar with uh, that amazing impression that Alexi's doing, <laughs> Randy Newman is a musician who you probably know best from the fucking Toy Story soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Did all the Toy Story songs. Most famously, You Got a Friend in Me. Yep. And he's great. His songs are great. They're he's funny. He's so good. He's so funny. I love his parent, uh, his parenthood theme song as well. What's that one? Can't remember what it is, but I know he did. When didn't. you're a parent, <laughs> it feels weird. Steve Martin got some kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keanu Reeves is in this movie. <laughs> it's so good. Good yeah. shit. Um, he has some funny shit. He's got a uh, you know a funny song called "I Love LA," which is yep. a great satire of LA wow. culture in he the eighties. You in LA he culture? LA. Oh my gosh! Um, I, but I never would have thought in a million years that this motherfucker can write a goddamn narrative movie. I know, and there was one million years ago. Of course, we are living in the future. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, this movie's. I had never seen this movie before. Shall we just dive straight in? Let's dive straight in to The Three Amigos, directed by John Landis, a man we've talked about quite a bit on the Quite this a bit, yes, he has defined comedy in this decade. Let's try it! The Three Amigos. They were the biggest stars of their day. The Three Amigos are history. But that was yesterday. They're down on their luck and up to their necks in senoritas, margaritas, banditos, and bullets. Three unemployed actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to replay their bandit fighter roles, unaware that it is the real thing. This is a trope we've seen before. Yes. If you've seen A Bug's Life, if you've seen And I have Galaxy seen Quest. A Bug's Life, by the way. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Yeah, I've seen bugs it. Laugh. <laughs> oh, bugs laugh. Oh, bugs laugh. Oh, one of them's an ant, and we got a ladybug. This one's a stick, and there's a fat beetle. <laughs> it's a bug's laugh. Don't see ants. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think you should see Ants. It's one of the best movies I've ever oh, made. Oh, Mr. Allen. 
<laughs> you might I just say you are my favorite author. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I need to go. Uh, hey, yeah. whoa. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the three amigos today. Cameron, you had seen yep. this before and you have a lot of love for it. Grew up with this movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. I've seen it a lot of times. When it comes to Chevy Chase, this is the Chevy Chase that I was most familiar with. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, we, the previous two films we talked about, Caddyshack and, and Fletch. Fletch we saw... Chevy as the kind of cool, mm. slightly above yes. cocky fool. But the Chevy that I knew mm-hmm. was the one from this movie and the vacation movies where yeah. he's just not playing a cocky fool at all. He's playing a bumbling idiot. Yes. Or like a lovable fool. Yes. And that's what I knew him as. So it was kind of a shock for me to see how fucking cool and hot he was yeah. in those early movies. This is a movie that I had not grown up with at all. And when I'm watching it, I could see your DNA in this movie. Really? I could see a bit of Cameron James had grown from this. And believe me, I am familiar with your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've cleaned it off walls and ceilings. <laughs> I scrape it. I'm a scraper. <laughs> but I, I, I can see... I think this is a difference between you and I, is that um, when I was watching this movie, I could see kind of where you, your comedic sensibility had formed from, whereas I think mine had formed from the other pod, the other people who talk about this podcast a bit more, John Belushi, fatter mm. guys. <laughs> 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 but I could see, I could see because yeah. I think this, I, I could see because this is musical. This is mm. um, like a genre parody. This mm-hmm. is a satire, and you are the king <laughs> of satire these days. Certainly, <laughs> um, I love to skewer pop culture. Mm. And I like to skewer lamb, chicken, yeah, and beef. That's the difference between us. Exactly. I'm all about cultural, like. Po- Putting cultural mm. things on the barbecue. You're more like chucking a rack of ribs mm. down. There. I'm your culture. I'm coal charred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's interesting. I guess I when I watched it again this time, mm-hmm. I realised that I knew every line of dialogue in it, every beat, wow. every comedic beat. It hadn't. I hadn't realized just how much this is like deep inside me. It clocked on. Yeah. I know it so well. I know mm. the dialogue. I know every pause. Yeah. And I, f- I also forgot um, how good it is as just a genre movie. That's well. where I yeah. locked into it. Mm. and Because I'd never seen this movie before. I heard of it. I kind of knew a little bit like mm. what it was. I knew there was about actors... Going on like a yeah. fucking mission or whatever, which like you know, it was a bug's a, lifestyle, bug lifestyle, galaxy quest style. I knew it was like a galaxy quest, <laughs> yeah, um, tropic thunder style, tropic thunder style movie, semi samurai, semi movie, <laughs> stuff like that. Is that what seven samurais about? I don't know, I've never seen it, <laughs> <laughs> but I know bug's life is based on it, so I guess so. So in Seven Samurai, they're all actors. Yeah, they're all famous actors. Who are pretending to be samurai. I don't know if that's what it is, but I know that it is the basis for Bugs Life, so I presume it is not about that, but maybe similar shit. I guess we should have been doing all of these on Total Reboot. They protect a small town. That's all I know. Yeah, sure. Um, And the smallest town of all is the one in A Bugs Life. I mean, it's microscopic. (laughs) (laughs) But I got to tell you, I... Absolutely adored this movie. Oh, so glad to hear that. Uh, within like the first two minutes, mm. I was like, this movie is fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Or rules. near masterpiece at least. Because I'm very familiar with a lot of stuff that this movie is talking about. Mm. I love film. You love film. <laughs> I love film. You love, I love Western. Westerns. I love silent movies. Mm-hmm. And this was such a wonderful satire and parody and example of... Um, not an entry into those genres, but 
an example of understanding those genres and why people love those genres. Mm. And the moment that I fell in love with this movie is it starts quite straight. The movie mm. starts quite straight where we are seeing like, uh, apart from, well, obviously we see the three amigos first singing yeah. and dancing. Yeah. Then we get into the real movie from there where we see uh, like a small town that is being uh, kind of have bandits. Yeah. Bandits are bullied kind of by banditos. Bullying, bullied by banditos. And then we see a woman and her child find kind of like escape in a, a local church or something, a community mm. community center town hall mm. where there's a projectionist playing a silent film that is The Three Amigos. And when we saw, when we go and see that silent film, mm. I, I melted. I was like, this is beautiful. It mm. is so well done. Such a perfect creation, <laughs> recreation of it. And then seeing those three, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Chevy Chase as the three amigos in a silent film yeah. world, uh, I bought it. I bought it. I well, sold it. I get yeah. it. Then I bought it back. I just thought it was perfect. Well, they could all be silent film stars. Like their they faces all are perfect for silent fi- film. And all They're very different. physical performances. They're yeah. very different. And spe- but they have shared DNA. Something sh- you know quite a bit about. <laughs> I adore DNA. I'm working on a project that has a lot of DNA. It's a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, it's. Um, it's I'm trying it, to get... It's Jurassic World War. I've taken one. some of Cameron's DNA. <laughs> I chucked it in on a mosquito. Got a yeah. mosquito to slurp it up. And now I'm trying to throw it at a frog to see what happens. And some crazy shit's going to happen. You're going to oh, get the God. Indo Cameron. <laughs> I'm trying to get the Indie Cameron. <laughs> it's like Cameron fucking cooler. Yeah, cooler. Way cooler. Um, but, uh, but Martin Short especially. The guy could have been fucking Buster Keaton. Yeah, the others, totally. The other two are, go- are very good good in that little short film mm. but I think Martin Short brings it to a whole nother fucking level just mm. his face alone spoke volumes of like Buster Keaton Charlie Chaplin you mm. know people that could just bring emotion with their face without even like just nuance without even having to try mm. and I just bought it he this is his first film I think are you serious Marty yeah first movie and um, he's a fucking star in it he's oh so good oh my god he's out of control you read who they originally wanted for this, right? Uh-huh. Uh, a little guy called again. Rick Moron. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis, uh, right? Rick, Rick Moranis was an option. It was originally mm. written... It was written like six years before it got made. Yeah. It was originally written for Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, and John Belushi mm. to play the Amigos. And John Belushi would have presumably been Martin Short, I would guess. I guess so, yeah. The kind of... Sweet buffoon, I guess. Yeah, actually, I don't even for. know if that's... Maybe he could be more Chevy because maybe Dan Aykroyd could be gentler. I don't know, no, I don't know. No, I feel like Aykroyd would have played the Chevy. Yeah. <clears throat> then another option was Steve Martin, Bill Murray and Robin Williams. That could work too, but I think we have the best outcome. This is the total outcome. The only yeah. other person that I could have seen is potentially Rick Moranis, but yeah. I just love Rick Moranis. Same, I adore the guy. He's Look, one of the best ever. He's one of the best. But I think Martin Short, this is such a beautiful star-making role for Martin Short, yeah. who of course is a fellow <laughs> SNL alumni. I think Later this, though, I think later. he wasn't until later. He was SCTV so. before that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that this film is interesting because it has it brings together a lot of people that are very important to Saturday Night Live, especially mm. these three leads. Martin, uh, Steve Martin obviously wasn't an SNL alumni, but he's important to the history of SNL and yeah. p- important to the he's legend. He's part of its DNA. He's part of its freaking DNA. Okay? He's part of <laughs> and it. And DNA stands for do not ask. Yeah. You don't want to know what happens behind those closed doors of SNL. Oh, a Studio 8H? Yeah, a lot of cokey. A lot of... A lot of... <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that feels good. A lot of. Oh yeah, I got a fucking good idea for a sketch about Ant Man. <laughs> a lot of <sighs> land shark. Let's do it. <laughs> what about we put a cone on a guy's head? <laughs> Dude, speaking of cones, mind if I pack this fucking bong? Yeah, brother. Oh, I'm so fucking high. I just came up for an idea for a show. It's called Saturday Night Live. Holy shit, dude. You are the freaking craziest cunny that ever lived in this writer's room. Uh, Yeah, they're all very important to the show. Yeah. Big time. Steve Martin was one of the most recurring hosts. He still Uh, is. He's like number, number one or two. He's probably in the 50-timers club. Probably. He's probably hosted the show fucking every week. Who knows? <laughs> Never. I've barely watched an episode. And obviously, Chevy was the first breakout star who mm-hmm. then left. And uh, and then Martin Short would become a cast member yeah. later on. Um, and I feel like for something that has so much SNL in the movie... Mm. It is a very slick... It mm. doesn't feel like one of those SNL movies that no. just got tossed off a lot in the no, fucking no, 90s no. and shit. Like, it's not cheap at all. It's no. very slick. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It looks great. It's um, it's like a classic comedy. It yeah. feels like a classic comedy. It feels like it could be made any time, you know? Like, it's yeah. just, it just... It understands the era that it is. It understands the genre that it is. Mm. And that's because we've got John Landis at the helm. John Landis mm. is, as we've spoken about, controversial figure because of stuff that he's done. His reckless nature as a director, which <laughs> is uh, unforgivable, basically. But he has also <laughs> made some of the best movies of all time that are yep. all... And all his great films have a deep understanding of genre presence. Yep. We're talking about this. We're talking about... Uh, American Wealth in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. You know, mm-hmm. movies like that uh, that have a deep understanding of their generic heritage, and he finds a way to either bring lightness to that or bring a comedic touch to that. And I think that's what makes this movie so fucking special. What are some of your favorite moments from this movie? I'll tell you one, which was one that kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, once again very early on in the film. There is a scene where we find the three amigos being fired by Flugelman, who <laughs> yeah. is there, who is like one the of your favorite head. actors, Joe Mantegna. Joe Mantegna. I adore Joe Mantegna. You, He's a you great... modeled your whole life on the guy. Not my whole life, but probably eighty percent of my life <laughs> is based on Joe Mantegna. Eighty percent Mantegna, twenty percent Belushi, <laughs> and then a little sliver of. Of Chris Penn, a sliver. <laughs> um, but I think Joe Mantegna is just one of those actors that I uh, I, I had a lot growing up, like mm. when I was getting into theatre and sure. shit. Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out, of course. Simpsons. <laughs> Simpsons, Godfather Part 3. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, when I was a teenager, I was very into David Mamet, and so mm. he's like one of the most Mamettian actors that they ever were. Sure. And But that scene... Not Joe Mantegna's in it, whatever. He's funny in it. He's a great actor. Mm. It also has Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, Martin Short, Ma- uh, yeah. fucking Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase in it. That's five of the funniest cunts that have ever lived yeah. on this earth <laughs> in one scene. You know, that that is what blew my dick off it's into out the of control. dirt and then got all muddied up. Well, <laughs> and I, I, when I watched this again, I forgot that Hartman and Lovitz are mm. in this. And I was also a little bit shocked at how little they're mm, in this. Yeah. Because they are the two of all the SNL alum. Yeah. These two feel like they belong in that world yes. more than anyone. They're more like than old anyone. Hollywood. Like when you watch Hartman's audition for SNL, yeah. 
him and Lovitz do characters together that are old Hollywood They're film just noir. Noir like characters. Yeah. They're characters that exist in this Hollywood mode. Yeah. It's just like you. I wish that they had more Lovitz in this film. Lovitz talks like he directs movies from <laughs> yeah. that era. Like, talks- Hello, it's me, John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, like it doesn't feel like a waste because it's no. awesome to have them there. I know, but I wish they were in it more. A little but they bit, would have yeah. been like you know new SNL stars around then eighty six. Right? You're probably right. Yeah, they, they would have been. They wouldn't have been stars yet. They would it's just like been a fun SNL cameo. Guys. Yeah, it'll it's be like, like when if, you see Kate McKinnon and shit a couple of years it's ago. It's like yeah. if you see Pete Davidson in Ghostbusters Fuck 2016, yeah, Answer the Call. He's not in that movie, but it but would be like But if he like was, that. it would be so good. And it, by the way, huge shout out to Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is one of the most exciting new chapters of SNL history that yeah. you guys are hooking up and getting married. I can't wait for you guys to get married. I can't wait to see all the photos yep. and all the glossies that I read. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so damn excited for you guys. You got- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Guys deserve happiness and I'm glad you found it with each other. We love you. And you guys have an open, open invitation to come on the podcast. Anytime. Anytime you want. Anytime. Pete... We don't even have to talk about SNL. We can just talk about whatever the We fuck. can just shoot the shit, man. Yeah, and Ariana, you know, just like whatever. Let's you just could chill. come release a, a single on yeah, our like, podcast. We could release exclusive single on my chat. Yeah, like we'd allow it. <laughs> uh, man, no, I do kind of wish that we got more of them, though. They're so funny. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this perfect. is a little tangent. Um, I'll allow it. Thanks, dude. I was just watching comedians in cars getting coffee mm. with Jerry... Seinfeld Jerry Seinfeld One of the most Hilarious braids To have yeah. ever worked he In the field of is comedy He is a craftsman yes. Of comedy this He is guy. He likes to break down The gears And mm-hmm. go Let's figure out What makes this joke tick Yeah And if it don't tick I'm chucking it On the junk pile Yes And Kramer can use it <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Kramer The guy The, the, <laughs> the guy, guy that, that Kramer's, Kramer's based, based on, based on. Uh, And I can't remember what it, Oh it was a Dana Carvey episode Yeah 
And Dana, notable SNL alum, no, notable Ke- SNL alum, Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana was talking about how him and John Lovitz have been do- touring around mm. America doing this like split bill stand up oh, show, my God. which you'd love to go see. Oh my god, and, I'd uh, give my freaking left nuts <laughs> to go see it. I would honestly lop off <laughs> my left gonad. <laughs> <laughs> And hand it to one of them for a freaking ticket to of admission, okay? GA, I don't care where I sit. I'll sit at the freaking back. I gotta fucking nurse my right nard back to health yeah. as doing all the work. I gotta ice my right nard, okay? Because it's in a lot of agony right now. It's gonna produce comfort for two nards right now, okay? It's producing comfort two. Uh, and Dana, Dana said, uh, you know, yeah, I'm doing this tour with John Lovitz mm. and Seinfeld, <laughs> Seinfeld says something like, um, now John Lovitz, does that guy have a freaking act yet? Because, <laughs> oh my God. because every time I've seen him do stand up, the guy has no act. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Which is so funny to hear Seinfeld bitch about John Lovitz, yeah. but also... John Lovitz doesn't need an act. He's no John Lovitz. Way. He's the funniest guy in the world. <laughs> he the can guy, say anything. He, does, he could just tell a story that would be like, doesn't have anything in it. The yeah. guy could just do quotes from fucking Rat Race. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, my nut has been <laughs> has been used well for this show. I'm happy. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever want to see John Lovitz do stand-up, but I would definitely go to like an evening with John Lovitz where oh, he just told sure. showbiz stories. And someone's just playing the piano or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, fucking... Uh, Paul Schaefer is playing the yeah, piano. Paul, oh, God. I'd give both my nuts and half my dick <laughs> to see that show. <laughs> to see Schaefer and Lovitz? Just to see Schaefer and Lovitz yuck it up. Yeah, I'd love to see that shit. I'd love it. How much of your dick are you going to give up for it? <laughs> probably half, which is, you know, like equal to a full dick of yours. Yeah, probably freaking six inches, dude. Whatever, dude. Hey, and you know who else was supposed to be in this movie? Um, Elvis. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately he did pass away yeah, Unfortunately he died doing what he loved, eating on the toilet <laughs> he, he called himself the pipe, it was just in and out, you know Just straight through Elvis was one of the men that was truly a cronut <laughs> The first cronut, Elvis Presley yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay Fran Drescher was supposed to yeah, be Yeah, God, she's one of the best She ever. actually filmed scenes for it. Oh, gosh. Um, all of which were cut. Where Who she was played, she meant to play? She was playing an up-and-coming rival actress at the studio called oh. Miss Renee. She actually has a cameo in this movie mm. when they are breaking back into the studio yeah. to steal their Amigos costumes. Yeah. There's a big billboard for a Miss Renee movie wow. behind them with a big painted visage of... Miss Tresha's face oh. And can I just say It's a glorious face Oh she's one of my favourite people Ever in she's the history so Of TV and comedy and film I just love her She's great She's so good I kind of wish she was in this movie yeah. It's sad that she wasn't Well maybe we've got to buy that Blu-ray To see those fucking Special features Apparently most according to, the, according to my research on mm-hmm. uh, HTTP <laughs> colon backslash backslash En dot wikipedia dot org Slash wiki slash three Underscore amigos Yep um, dot com most or, of those yeah. <laughs> yeah, dot com. yeah Most of those scenes have been lost to time Shit, dude, time fucking sucks A couple of them are still there Including uh, a deleted scene Featuring Sam Kinison Oh my as god As a mountain man Oh my god, that's awesome I'm a mountain man and I love mountain women <laughs> That's what I'd say if I was cast. That's good shit. If they should remake this and refilm all the same Kinison scenes with you. 
<laughs> oh man, Kennison was one of the greats, dude. Oh, the guy was piss funny. The guy knew how to scream and you had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. my favorite. Uh, okay, I've got a couple of favorite moments I want yep. to bring to your attention. Yes, <laughs> I love. Um, obviously, I love the My Little Buttercup sequence. Yep. I think that's My Little Buttercup. <laughs> very funny. I think that is like almost peak comedy for me. Describe that... the sequence to people maybe if they haven't seen it, the movie recently. If you all ain't seen Three Amigos, you fucking weird like me. <laughs> as as we've explained, this is a case of mistaken identity where mm-hmm. the amigos enter a real. Scary situation that they believe is fake uh, mm. because they are actors. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, everyone in the town thinks that they are real... <laughs> real German gun ...heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so when they enter this bar, mm. everyone is terrified. Because they Also, the people in the bar have been told that the people, these German uh, outlaws yeah. are coming, are coming in and, are extremely skilled. and they're very violent yeah. and skilled and stuff. So when they enter the bar, everyone is shit scared. They're yeah. terrified that these three psychos have just entered the bar. And the boys, <laughs> boys being boys, mm. they think that everyone is just nervous because they're famous they're actors. Famous. <laughs> and so they decide to lighten the mood by singing a song for everyone. They sing a mm. song called My Little Buttercup, which I just learned is an original number for this movie. Which is crazy to me because I think I've heard this song my entire life. Yeah. I just assumed it was a standard. Like some sort of lullaby or <laughs> yeah, some sort yeah. of like little rascal song yeah, or something. Yeah, like I thought it'd been around forever. Like it's Ring Around a Rosie style yeah. shit. But it's Randy Newman wrote it for this movie. And it's just the campus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a song that not a guy who's not 45 should be singing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a song that like a little like Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple should, Temple be singing, should be singing. Or it. Betty Boop. <laughs> But instead, you've got um, Martin Short and Steve Martin singing this really camp little girl <laughs> song while Chevy plays the piano. And um, they there's a lot of sing-along elements. Mm. <laughs> they keep getting oh. all these terrified bandits to sing along with it. Yeah. It's so funny. Very good. I love that. I also love uh, there's a scene where they've defeated the bandits for mm-hmm. the first time. And the town throw a party for them. There's multiple scenes throughout yep. this where you just get to see the three Like leads. every movie. There's multiple <laughs> scenes in it. There's so many scenes. <laughs> and camera setups. And just like and lighting. And cool shit. You know, like you get to hear like the film going through the camera. <laughs> yeah, I love that so There's uh, all these opportunities in that moment where you get to see the three leads mm. being their personas. Yes. You know? So you see like Steve Martin being kind of like the cocky... Mm. Um, pantomime fool yeah. to try and impress girls. You see Chevy Chase playing flamenco guitar and yeah. singing nonsense Spanish, yeah. which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and you see one of my favorite bits, which I don't think ever got a laugh from me as a mm. kid, but this time around fucking busted me yeah. up, which is Martin Short sitting with a group of children who clearly don't speak English yeah. <laughs> and he's telling some showbiz story to them. Or he's just going yeah. like, ah, oh, so I remember the first time that I met Dorothy Gish on the set <laughs> oh of... God. And he sells some like bullshit, yeah. boring story <laughs> about showbiz where he keeps name-checking Dorothy Gish. <laughs> and the kids aren't reacting, but he's telling it as if they oh are God. all reacting. Oh my God. And I think that sums up Martin yeah. Short's persona, that he's I just like so. this 
showbiz ham. Yeah, the showbiz ham. I think it's. Let, I would love to break down these personas because I yeah. think you're right on Martin Shaw. Is a showbiz ham with a bit of a Boy Scout nature to him. Totally. The guy could have been fucking Captain America. <laughs> yeah, pre-serum. Pre-serum. <laughs> and then we pop Martin Shaw full of steroids <laughs> and then get it to do post-serum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, but he's got that Boy Scout nature to him that I really, really like. Martin Shaw always yeah. plays like a he can always a play a good guy. He's, he's a very sweetie. sweet. Unless he's playing Jeremy Glick, who is vicious. He's vicious. He's a nasty little bee. Is um is Jeremy Glick one of your? Idols? Yeah, he's one of my fat idols. <laughs> he's <laughs> one so of my good. fat comedy idols. Isn't he like the funniest? I think he's so good. No one ever really talks about Glick anymore, but it's like the funniest character. Yeah, I, when I first saw Glick, I had no idea that it wasn't a real person it took, because I just didn't get that it was funny. I saw this is just some crappy showbiz reporter mm. whose he, voice he is did, weird. Um, did you watch the Steve Martin Munch? I did, yeah. and I adored it. He, and he came out he as did Glick, Glick a little bit. There, it was really. Is funny. it Jiminy Glick? Jiminy Glick, yeah, yeah Jiminy, Jiminy Glick, Glick, not Jeremy Glick. <laughs> Jiminy. Jiminy. <laughs> uh, but then Steve Martin and yep. Chevy Chase. I think on paper their comedic persona is very, very similar. similar. They're like. Very confident idiots, mm. but there's a difference. I mean, Chevy's one was more like slightly above it all, yeah. quite grounded. Yeah. Whereas Steve Martin, I think, is as if he's the pantomime villain. Yeah. Like he's always blustering and puffing his chest out and doing yeah. these like eyebrow raises yeah. and shit. I love Steve Martin. Like they're also they're two idiots, but they also play smart idiots. Mm. Like there's something about them that's like yeah. not they're not dumb. They're just yeah. idiots. Yeah. And I think that. Um, Steve Martin does it with a giddiness that I think Chevy Chase doesn't do. Chevy no. Chase does it with a kind of... Sexiness. A sexiness <laughs> or a solemnness. Mm. But it's weird because you they are all physical performers as well. Like, they all yeah. can do the slapstick thing. Man, there's so much great slapstick in this. You know, I think the big difference between um, Chevy's persona in Fletch and mm. in this is in this one, he is dumb. Yeah. He is... That's the only difference. Yeah. He's not a... And he's a bit more lovable. Yeah. You know, in Fletch, he's like the smartest guy in the room. There's a smarminess to him yeah. that is missing as well in, in this, this movie. In this, he's just like so dumb that yeah. he doesn't know that he's handsome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's one scene that is very chevy, mm-hmm. um, which is when he's he's playing the flamenco guitar and this woman's flirting with him. Yeah. And she says something like, um, do you want to go for a walk and you can kiss me on the veranda? Yeah. And he says, the lips would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the most Chevy thing in this Beautiful movie. Chevy line. How great. I don't know if he improvised that or if that's written in the script, but that's... That's like, probably something that he said in the radio. He was like, I gotta write this down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write down the line. The Chevy's a suit. And guess what? I'm fucking Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Gish. Dorothy Gish. Dorothy Gish. <laughs> I gotta look up Dorothy Gish is real. Yeah, actually, I've never actually done that. <laughs> I wonder if that is a real person. Oh, she's real. Dorothy Gish was an American actress. Really? Yeah. Gish. It just sounds it from like, like a the fake 20, name. From the 10s and 20s. Dorothy Gish. She was hot. <laughs> Dorothy Gish, that's so funny. I'm looking at her now. She was born in 1898. She died in 1968. The swinging 60s. Oh gosh, she, she caught some of that. She caught a little bit of Austin before she <laughs> left. She left this mortal coil. By the way, yes, the Earth is a coil. It is. Yeah, we are coil earthers here. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we need to discuss? I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? The burning bush. That's funny. That's Randy. There's is that so Randy much, Newman? Yeah, it has yeah. to be. There's so much funny shit in this movie. Like every scene is a set piece yeah. in a way. Oh, I love the. It's fucking classic rule of threes. Mm. I love when they're about to swing on ropes yes. into the. Uh... <laughs> you love it when anyone swings on ropes. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, my favorite rope swing. I probably Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Um, when they're about to swing on ropes into the final kind of battle yep. and each one of their swings goes wrong in a yeah. different way. Pff, love it. I don't care if it's hack rule of threes. I love it. Martin it Short gets stuck. <laughs> Martin Short gets stuck in a pinata. In a pinata. Chevy Chase flies into a closet <laughs> and Steve Martin just, just hits the ground straight away. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. It's great. It's so good. There's so many good little quick bits. The bandits are great. The bandits are funny by As, themselves. Like I love that bit where they get given the gun by the um, the German, German dude. Yeah. and he tries to aim it at his friend and just kills him. Like that's such an old school gag. Yeah. yeah. But it's so funny. So just much the way of it's it done. is old school. Um, the most, one of the most Chevy. Seeing as this is a Chevy mm. podcast, probably one of the most Chevy bits is when he's disguised as a bandit. Yeah, and El Guapo is walking among them, yeah. among his men, recounting all the different battles that he's been through with yeah. each of them, and he gets to Chevy <laughs> and doesn't know who he is, obviously. Yeah. And Chevy just keeps feeding him lines to say. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh. Just Chevy, like, as a dumb man out yeah. of his depth. And th- that was fun to see Chevy be so dumb as well. Like, that scene towards the end of the movie where they've got the bandits covered and <laughs> Chevy's covering them and the- everyone has to put their guns out. Chevy puts he his guns his down. down. Made me laugh. And then one of the bandits picks it up and gives it back to him. <laughs> yeah. There's so much great shit. Mm. When Martin Short finally falls out of the sky when he's yeah. been trapped in that pinata... El Guapo says right before it, are, uh, a gringo's falling from the sky and then Martin Short falls down and El Guapo's henchman says, yes, El Guapo. I love it. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. It's like, it's like a movie from another era. Yeah. It feels like the things it's parodying, which is great. It was like 30, or earlier than 30. Yeah, it's it, like, 30s movies, but it also mm. feels like, you know, if you're a fan of Mel Brooks, I think this is mm. not mm. too far out of line with that. But it yep. is not a direct parody the way things like Mel Brooks films no, are. No, no, no. Where, uh, this is more <clears throat> just a pastiche or a satire rather than Mel Brooks or a scary movie, if you will. It's a, par- oh, a direct parody. I love parody. scary movies. <laughs> they, yeah, what's your favourite scary movie? Mm, probably scary movie. Mine's scary movie too. Oh, take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> that line has lived on. Yeah, that makes me laugh still. <laughs> Oh man, that movie made me laugh so much. Oh, uh, you busted a nut of a scary movie. God, too. I honestly I did not unlike the scene where uh, the clown gets <laughs> fucked under the bed. Yeah, so old the guy style. Love that shit. I it's crazy nuts. there was never any sequels to this. Yeah, but also I'm glad. Yeah, because we see this often where there will be like a classic comedy. Mm. Uh, and then there will be a sequel to it that just kind of takes away a little bit of its legacy. Like I think there's, there's Caddyshack Two, for Caddyshack example, Two, which I've never seen, never seen it, and then Fletch s- Lives. Yeah, we've never mm-hmm. seen that either. But you know, stuff like um, I would even say, sadly, Austin Powers might be a bit of uh, suffers from that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. like if you think of there was just one Austin Powers movie and just lived out there yeah. alone, it would be an all-time comedy classic. Yeah. I'm glad that we have those sequels because I love them. I think they're so funny and they're yeah. so good. But I think. 
think it if they if they didn't exist, it would have a greater legacy, kind of like something like this, where it lives yeah. as a cinematic classic rather than like a comedy series. And I think now we've seen the same kind of thing happen with Zoolander, with mm-hmm. Zoolander Two yeah. and Anchorman Two. Yeah, which by the way, I just watched for the first time. Anchorman Two. Yeah. I loved it. I don't care funny, what anyone yeah. says. It's Same. awesome. It's fucking funny. I laughed funny. my fucking ass off the yeah. whole way through it. Exactly. And I thought Zoolander 2 was fine. Yeah, it was fine. You know? But the, the, nothing will ever live up to like a cult classic yeah. first film. Exactly. And maybe if they ever made a sequel to this, it would have sucked and we yeah. would have looked back on this one a little badly. Yeah. I'm glad you got to find, finally mm. discover this film. Are you satisfied? Really Did it satisfied. live up to what you thought it was going to be? Did it surpass anything? It surpassed it for sure. Wow. Surpassed it for sure. Because I kind of just thought it was going to be just three amigos in the desert dancing and singing. <laughs> like I thought that's kind of what it was going to be. Mm. And a little bit boring maybe or dated. I didn't think it was dated. I think it was just like a perfect capsulation of something. And I thought that it was so funny. You're seeing some of the funniest guys I've ever walked this earth. Three of the funny. funniest cunnies. The absolute funniest cunnies. The original cunny crew. These guys are so funny. <laughs> and just like, it just it, it just struck me, this movie. Really, really struck me. And it I, it made me think that would I have appreciated it back as a kid when I saw it? Would I have learned to appreciate it as much as I do now? Mm. Or would I have just thought it was a very funny, nice movie? So mm. I'm glad that I got to see it now. I also think it's uh, Chevy that I wish we saw more of. Mm. You know, I know we saw a fair bit of like the kind of lovable fool in Clark Griswold, but you know, it kind of sucks that in his later days mm. he kind of reverted to being the crank. I think this is similar to what he was doing on Community, but it, mm. the Community character has a lot more Evil. nasty crankiness. <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like him just being a fucking dumbass. Yeah. I just love dumbasses. Dumbasses are some of the funniest people that have ever walked. Yeah, this especially in real life. R.R.L. Dumbasses. R.L. Stein. That guy rules. Dumbass. He's a dumbass. He's a dumbass, dude. Cameron, this was so fun to talk about this movie. What do you think we're going to be talking about next on this podcast? Well, you know what? I'm looking through the the list of films that are SNL adjacent or related. And coming up next, I think we are going to be diving into one of the most youngest and successful films. To this day, the youngest. To this day, <laughs> SNL alums, yep. Mr. Edward Murphy. Oh, God, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Eddie goddamn Murphy. And what film do you reckon we'll start with there? Let's go back to the start with him. We've already talked about Eddie Murphy on this podcast with his SNL Best of DVD, mm-hmm. which is just a fucking joy to watch. It's one of the higher it's end It's a ones. ride, dude. Oh, God, I would love it if it was a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Put this in a freaking TV with moving chairs. Put that on there. That'd be beautiful. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to start with 48 Hours, which is the kind of breakout movie for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's going to be different for us because it's not a comedy, really. It's an action comedy. With Nick Nolte. uh, Nick Nolte. Oh, come on. It's me, Nick Nolte. Oh, God, I hate his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think that's significant because he put that out while he was still an SNL cast member and then he blew up Mm. and he was more famous than anyone on that show like within a week. Yeah, more famous than probably a lot of the hosts and stuff (laughs) coming in. Yeah, so I think we we should start with that one and then we'll probably move forward through to Beverly Hills Cop and something else. Yeah, But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be looking at Murphy's Floor. We'll be figuring out... Where he went right and where 
He found his flaws. Mm-hmm. And because this is one that we did back in the past, well, I think we'll do it on and off with Eddie Murphy a little yeah. bit. But there's also too many Eddie Murphy movies. It's hard to choose. Yeah. But I think this is a good point to start. Maybe we'll do a couple in a row and then we'll find out if we should ever do a Dan Aykroyd themed podcast. <laughs> yeah, we looked at it and we went, you know what? Who gives a fucking shit? Not right away. Let's <laughs> let's get a little bit of time before we start doing Dan Aykroyd What are we going to do? Fucking Celtic Pride? <laughs> or freaking like Nothing But Trouble uh, or some shit? I think we will have to fucking talk about Nothing But Trouble. The movie where you've got like a dick nose. It's on one of the streaming services oh, right now. Yuck. I, I don't want to watch Netflix. it. I don't want to watch it. It looks disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, Cameron, before we close up, I want to say thank you to a few of our Patreon subscribers. If you like what we do here, you can get fucking more of it. We've got a Patreon, uh, which is www.patreon.com slash Total Reboot, which is our other podcast that we do. Where we go through reboots, remakes, and rip-offs in cinema and discuss them with, uh, with comparison to their original films. Uh, we are doing bonus episodes that are Patreon exclusives for just five US buckaroonies. You can get access to our bonus episodes where we talk about... Uh, where we pitch our own ideas for rebates, where we pitch our own ideas for reboots and remakes based on classic films, uh, and we're also doing some audio commentaries there. We're going to be doing very soon some Mike Myers based audio commentaries. We'll be talking about over Austin Powers, Wayne's World, all the classics there. Uh, but I'm going to give a shout out to some of our supporters that are the Horny Baby supporters for six ninety, paying that little premium price. So I'm going to give a shout out to. Jonathan M. Love you, Jonathan, baby. Thank you so much. I'm going to give a shout out to Billy S. Mm. What does the S stand for? I won't say it because it's his surname. I reckon it's sexy. I'm going to say a beautiful thank you to one of our friends, A. Tullet. Thank you, A. Tullet. You are a beautiful person. <laughs> I only want to Fraser BC. Thank you so much, Fraser. We love you, baby. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Fraser also, um, he gave me in person like 20 Austin Powers Spy Who Shagged Me vintage postcards, like posters <laughs> yes. from that they would put up in the cinema. Oh, that's so, awesome. Fraser, thank you so much. Going to give one to Linus F? Linus F, you dude. <laughs> <laughs> Going to say one to Anthony H. H, uh, preparation H. Uh, okay, Austin cool. Powers reference. <laughs> and one more. We're going to give a big thank you and a big kiss to Ash T. Ash, I'm going to spill some tea. You're beautiful. (laughs) Guys, thank you for joining us. We'll see you very, very soon with a new episode all about Nick Nolte. (laughs) It's my check. It's my check. The podcast by Mike Myers. And we're clear. Wait, hard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.